Welcome to the Hero Podcast, hosted by Victor, the Rocket Man Rancor. Here to take your HVAC business and sales to the moon. Shooting, Shooting live, live from beautiful, beautiful Southern, Southern California. California. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Hero Podcast, episode number 11. Uh, got some exciting guests on here today. Uh, these are two, two guys that I speak to. I talk to every almost every day and super excited to see what they got going on. Uh, welcome the G brothers, Jake and Joseph G. Uh, they are from, they own a company called G Heating and Air out in Gainesville, Georgia. These guys are blowing up. Their business is blowing up. And I wanted to bring them on just to kind of share their story and where they, where they uh, started and where they are now. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Appreciate it, man. Hell yeah. So, you know, give the, you know, give the viewers a little bit of insight of, you know, you know, what you guys are doing now and, and where your, your company started from. I know that your dad started the business. How long ago was that? Uh, 30, well, this February will be 33 years. 33 years. Nice. Yeah, 30, and in yeah. 33 years, you know, before you guys came on, you know, what was the primary, what was your guys' primary uh, business? You guys did mostly new construction, correct? We did. So uh, dad had a really successful, you know, uh, new construction business um, uh, with my grandfather. And they they did that through the 80s and 90s to up to the early 2000s. And we all know how that story goes. <laughs> so that's that's really what he did. You know, um, that's where his brain is. And that's where his his passions on the install side. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's what he did for 30 something years until stock market crashed. Everything crashed. And uh you know, all that kind of stuff and how to let a lot of guys go. And then him and him and my grandfather, they're fighters. And they taught that they taught that to us. Never give up. Keep fighting. And uh, yeah, they, they kept going and just kind of started the service side of that. So what at what point did you guys, you know, start being inside the business? So uh, uh, did you start as technicians or did you come in and right away start kind of taking over the, your father's business? How'd that work? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so kind of understanding it, you know, when, when you lose everything, what does your body do? You go to survival mode, right? You know, you go to that PTSD. Uh, so he kind of went into, you know, did a lot of property management stuff, commercial stuff. Uh, just, just him and my grandfather in the van. I came on board. I actually, I graduated college and, uh, I, you know, got you graduated college. I did. Uh, yeah, give me anybody a degree. It's a piece of paper, man. <laughs> they, they just, I guess they're giving out degrees to anybody, man. Yeah, Shit. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you uh, pay the money. <laughs> you have somewhat brain cells working or whatever. Yeah. Once you, here you go. Uh, so I did that and, uh, you know, didn't want to go to law school. And I remember my dad um, talking to me. And he was like, hey, come work for me. And, uh, you know, I can't really pay you a lot. But, uh, you know, come come do this and we'll figure out, you know, law school will always be there. And I think his idea was to underpay me and overwork me so that I would run back to school. And uh, I fell in love with it. <laughs> and uh, uh, I started off on the install side, learning learning that. And then uh, I was I wasn't a great installer. I uh, started running a sell, uh, service calls with my dad, <clears throat> running out of the truck, and I wanted to make more money. And I, I realized I was like, "Holy crap, man! You know, there's everybody needs air conditioning." Everybody's got to have it, you know. So I started seeing all the houses and I started seeing everything. I was like, man, you can make a lot of money doing this. And so <clears throat> kind of struck up a deal with my dad. I was kind of like, hey, if I sell anything, can I keep some of the money from it? He was like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. So I started learning how to sell. And, uh, man, I made every mistake you can think of. I've talked to you about it. Like I was I was the chuck in the truck, you know. I was I'll just beat anybody's price. I, I was the cheapest, you know. I didn't – I didn't – dude, I – I made every mistake you could think of. I was just running everything, just making up on my own, uh, just trying to do that, trying to grow it. And then my brother comes on in 2014. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't really until 2016, like we hired our first employee. And in 2018, we had like six people and we looked at each other and we were like, look, let's stop messing around. Let, let's do this. Let, let's really do this. Let's pave a way for our grandfather and our dad to retire. And that's when we started I guess being owners yeah, or operators, I guess. My, my background's a little different as far as the story of like Joe. I, mine was uh, in 2013. I did, I was in my third year of uh, business marketing and then I dropped out to uh, pursue an opportunity 
doing uh, political consulting um, in Georgia for a uh, <clears throat> for a firm. And uh, so then that was, of course, seasonal political is only like a year. You know, it rotates every so often. So that's when Joe kind of hit me up and was like, hey, you know, don't go back to college, you know, come uh, make this mistake with me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was more of an SOS. I was like, dude, yeah. I need help, man. Come on. Yeah. Mistakes, mistakes are only fun if you have uh, somebody to do it with you. And oh, fuck uh, yeah. I was like, all right, you know, hey, I can always you know do the college thing later. So um, that was 2014 that I actually joined with G and uh, we just been, you know, coming in on the first day was, was fun. You know, we were in a rinky dink uh, little warehouse and that had like rats in the, the ceilings. Like, I mean, we weren't making, we were running out like a gray Astro van. <laughs> gray Astro van. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyways, that's, that's so, my, my so you guys are both coming in. You guys, you know, grew up around the trade, but you wanted nothing to do with the trade pretty much. Yeah. Right. Our, our dad and, tried to, He's like, hey man, look, go. You know, that's why he worked so hard. He yeah. said, I didn't work so hard for y'all to be crawling their houses yeah. and <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so you know, obviously you stepped away from it. Now you, now you're 2014, 2015. You guys are st- stepping into it, but you're also stepping into a completely. Di- it's a different. It's a whole different ball game. It's not new construction is completely different than residential replacements. And and now you're you guys are going into this. So as trial and error stuff obviously happens. Where was the where the light switch go off that you're like oh shit like we can we can start making some money here were you guys still focusing mostly on service repairs or were you guys looking at replacement uh, opportunities at that point we uh we really weren't and um, you know we we didn't realize uh, you know you, you go into survival mode and you go into what you know and what you know and, and you know at that time when you're growing it's really easy and anyone who's I, and trust me like I, I was telling Victor before we got on here I was like. I can't really tell anyone what to do, but I can tell you about a thousand things not to do because I've tried them all. So if you want to hit me up and I'll save you about five. <laughs> right? That's let me do that for you. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you see these dangling carrots, right, Vic? You know, it's like, hey, this commercial project or this property manager calls you and they say they got, you know, 500 houses and you, you take what you can get, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to grow a business, you know, I'm everything the grass always sounds greener on the other side you just start just literally just yeah. and so we weren't focused no. we we didn't have a central target yeah uh and so we were doing honestly Vic, and we told you this we told you our story we were taking anything and everything so we were doing commercial we were going into trying to do like well, refrigeration guy you know just it's yeah. it's human it's human nature right and this you know we've had this conversation it's human nature because i you know my business is only three years old so to me for me to go and say i've never done any of that shit no hell no the first year two years two and a half pretty much like all the way up until i would say about six months ago i got really fucking clear what kind of business we do you know and and before it was like we did mini splits and we'll do cut-ins and we'll do this and that we'll run all over fucking town and i'll go to la and i'll go to the desert and yep. once you start realizing like you can chase all you want but you're not going to make any money yeah. And, and like, for me, I said, okay, about six months ago, I said, look, this is what we fucking do. We do residential replacements within 15 miles of this office. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is it. I don't do many splits. I don't do cut-ins. I don't do anything besides for residential replacements within a 15 mile radius of my shop. And as soon as I said that all of a sudden I didn't need 14 install crews. I only needed six. All of a sudden, I didn't need a whole big office staff. I only needed this. I didn't need a million trucks. I only needed this. And you get really fucking clear on what you want. And it allows, you know, inside your business too, because your, your employees are spread out. Your installers are going to install uh, this this today and then this tomorrow. And they're all, like, they're all over the place. So they never specialized in anything. So it's good that you guys noticed that, right? But it probably at what point- it really clicked at the end of COVID changed a lot too. Yeah. You know, 2020, uh, realizing that, you know, people are staying at home and, you know, man, we didn't even, I didn't even hear the word EBITDA until like, I mean, like, you know, I was like, what what are you talking about? What, you know, like, you know, we were just revenue, 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 you know, just go, we were, I mean, whatever we could do to make as much revenue as possible as our, yeah. And we were running all over the, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. And, uh, and we've been guys who's ever listening and, you know, we've been there, we have been, day and night working your tail end off and you're like man i've got all these people got all these vans running i'm doing all these jobs and you look at your PL or you're even you're working at your EBITDA and you're just like how am i not making any money like i don't understand like i don't get it you yeah. know we were just so busy and we were just chasing whatever it wasn't so, until the end of 2020 and we said hey let's focus we're gonna 
do away with all this, and like you said, and you know, and we just went laser focused into residential. So, you know, and that was the same way, right? And we keep saying as as business owners or entrepreneurs, like we just got to sell more stuff and it's going to work its way out, right? It's going to work itself out. It's going to work itself out. And, you know, for me, you know, I'm aggressive, right? Like I want to go take everything. And that's what I did for two and a half years. I just chased <laughs> fucking everything. Like if you if you had a pulse and you had a home, I was going to sell you something, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it got me in a bad position. Like, you know, I tell my, you know, when my book comes out, you guys are going to be like, holy fuck like that shit happened and i'm like yeah that's what happened but you know a lot of the times where i found myself i no matter how many millions i did i was left with nothing at the fucking end of the month and i'm like dude why do i keep like what the fuck like we just did almost two million dollars this month where's the money where's my fucking yeah. money and it's and it's that's where that's where it becomes so so now obviously you guys got into the residential space during that time you guys are still just doing mostly repairs and and stuff like that so i know you know, now obviously your business, you know, you can see the change in the business. You can see the change in the profits. You can see the change in the stuff. So, and I know that you guys are really big in the groups, right? So, you know, at what point, like who were you guys really listening to following that was getting you guys to that point, right? Like, you know, I, I like to listen to Tommy Mello and I like to watch these other guys and kind of see what they do. Is there anybody that in particular, you know, say a couple years ago, you guys jumped on, you're like, Oh, I want to, this is going to help me change. Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, you think your man, you know, uh, the rocket man is the, the dude. <laughs> he, he's trying to <laughs> suck up, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, so really the, you know, the crazy thing was, so we were, like I was mentioning, we were kind of like, you know, repairs, we're making money and all that, you know, as far as like, we're just like trying to figure out why we ain't making money. And uh, we're like, okay, let's go commercial back in 2020 or 2019, actually. We're like, let's go into the heavy commercial and that way we'll make more money and stuff. And we'll actually go keep our doors open. And uh, so we're like, um, we ended up on the process going to um, um, one of these expos and, and we got into, uh, uh, we at that time were going to Service Titan and all that stuff. And um, we had uh, joined one of their little work groups on Facebook and that kind of led into, um, we learned about like, you know, I saw people like uh, Travis Smith and uh, the, uh, what's the, what's the uh, uh, skills? Um, oh, pro skills. Pro skills. Pro skills. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those guys. Then you started, you learned who Ken Goodrich is and you're, <clears throat> you're like, okay, I need to read this E-Myth theory book, uh, which just completely, you know, changed our. That led to Leland, so Leland Smith. Then we learned who Leland Smith was. Yeah. And then, of course, the Godfather Mall, you know, Rocket Man, Victor Rainford. Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, and, and it's wild, right? And and yeah. imagine, right, you know, 20 years ago, you're not going to be able to go into forums and find all this stuff and be able to, you know, communicate with some of these guys and, and figure out what they're doing. And that's what the power of social media has really done, right? Like, I um, almost all my friends are on social media. Like, I don't fuck with no buddy around me you know <laughs> like yeah. all my friends are people that are going to get shit going to find money and, I'm, and we always we're always trying to figure out better ways to do things right so yeah. i know the first time you know one of the first times we had the conversation i was like dude you got to stop doing like you're doing construction and stuff like that still and i was like you got to cut that shit out right like we just have to nip it in the bud so how much right now are you guys doing as far as commercial work zero <laughs> we dipped that in the bud <laughs> we we got rid. It was scary, yeah. but we sent we sent yeah. letters out to everybody yeah. that was, and we just said, hey, you know, we're this isn't we're not you know, send a good letter out to them, and we're able to cut it off, and it's been the best and best decision we made. Something I realized too, and you know, Victor, we've talked about is, you know, you say take massive action, right? You got to move fast. Yeah. You got to get stuff done quick. And one thing that even with partner with you and and everything has been teaching us and to move quick. Right. Uh, but one thing I realized is taking massive action. Isn't just like tomorrow, we got to be 50 steps ahead. It's about just like today, just doing, getting, getting stuff done and just like, okay, look, I got to get this done. I got to get this done and started delegating. It's like, right, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And then together we just, we just started moving. And instead of, uh, just taking forever and going, you know, well, you know, those accounts, they keep our guys busy and, yeah, keep them uh, busy. you know, we were, we were literally holding on to stuff, losing money just because it kept us busy, yeah. man. Like, Literally and you, and I think you realize this, if you partner with us, we, we don't mess around anymore. And so it, I, it, I think, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. So, you know, you know, some guys know, I mean, I got, we have multiple partners, right? Me and Bill have multiple yeah. partners throughout the country. Right. And the ones that are successful, right, quicker, right, is the guys that are say, 
oh, this, if I give them something, they, you implement it right away. So I think that's one of the big things I've been working with you guys is like, I'll give you an idea. And it's like, it was an idea yesterday. Now it's an action today. Right. And in the other thing, like, I, I remember the first day when we first partnered, we, we drew out your, uh, we drew out your organizational chart and I was like, do you need all these people? And you're like, you know what? I really don't, but you know, this is, and I said, what, go take them, like get rid of those motherfuckers tomorrow. Like that, that all they're doing is weighing down your business. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, you call me like think two days later, you're like, yeah, they're all gone. Like I don't have them anymore. I'm like, what the f-? I'm like, Oh shit. Don't tell me it was my fault. <laughs> I remember, I remember telling you, I was like, we, uh, and that's something too is, you know, we, we looked at, um, how to be more efficient, right? That's EBITDA, right? You know, we had four people doing one person's job. So what we did, we just found the person who was doing all the work anyways and paid them more to get more out of them. And then I still saved money. And I remember calling you and I was like, Hey, uh, Hey Vic, uh, I took your advice. And it's like, it was like two days later. And you were like, what'd you do? I was like, well, I let go of everybody. I need help answering phones and stuff. What do I do now? You're like, okay. You know, so, uh, you know, I was like, I'll let everybody go, man. And uh, no, but that's the biggest thing. It's just like, it's, it's about implementing stuff and just nipping stuff in the butt. Like one thing is I can tell guys out there listening, like if, if your call center, like if, if they're, if they're answering the phones wrong or if an installer isn't doing something right, like you got to go like, like immediately, damn, like, yesterday like you got to go right there and just fix it like don't wait till next quarter or oh we'll do that in 2022 it's it's nuts like if you want to see massive growth you got to go take care of it right then well the other thing is right in and if anybody so i can tell you right now so i went i started this year with almost 100 employees right and come come may or june i was like dude i got 100 employees and i got no fucking money coming in right and I cut down and right now, right now I have 33 employees. Okay. And we're going to do one point something million this month and I'm going to hit a 36% net. Okay. In December. Okay. And that is a legit number. And that we're budgeting for next year to do 12.5 million at a 32% net. Okay. That's my budget. And that's what we're going to hit next year. And, and the reason I'm confident in that, right. Is because you find that people are willing to do more if you put them in position to do it. Right. If you give them clear guidance, you give them a clear, hey, this is what your job is every day, day in and day out, and you set expectations. You can hold those people accountable to it. So before it was like, hey, your job's call center. Well, what does a call center rep do, right? So that's why you know we wrote out our standard operating procedure and said, no, this is what your job is. And when you aren't doing that job and then you signed off on doing this job, that I'm going to come reprimand you. Not today, not tomorrow, like today. We're going we're gonna to have a conversation today, right? And I found, you know. EBITDA and efficiency are completely tied together, right? So the more efficient you can make it, the more money you can generate with the least, the least amount of people possible is how you grow a business that's going to be someone wants to, wants to buy, right? There's my old man mindset was like, dude, everybody, they're going to want my business because I got a hundred employees and I got all this shit. And then I'm like, now, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I look at everything, like everything I look at now, I'm like, that ain't making me money. That's gone. Cut that shit. Cut that. Cut that. Like, so what is your what is your guys' mindset been with that? So the biggest thing, and I'll let my brother talk, like daily EBITDA. Yeah. Looking at it daily. Daily. You can't fix problems that you don't look at. Like, you know, because we would be like, oh, well, we do a financial meeting once a month or, you know, like, because I know what it's like is when you're in our state and you're in that growing state and you are like the general manager and you're still like, you know, you're running around doing all, you got like 10,000 things you got to take care of. You kind of, okay. Are we putting jobs in today? Okay, good. Do we have the guy? Okay. All right. Everybody's got something to do. Everybody's busy. All right. Thank you. See you later. And you put the financials kind of on the back burner Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, well I'll get that to next week. And then next week becomes next month and next, and then you're not able to make adjustments. Yeah, And I can tell you right now, Vic, how many times we've stayed up till like midnight talking about how to book calls for the next day and how to like, like, you know, let's do this and that. And we're like, all right, let's up the mailers. We're like, okay. And we made the phone call right then. And we we're like, I got double this. How do, okay. What jobs are we putting in for this? Yeah. When we started focusing in on it daily, yeah. uh, my brother has a saying too, and y'all have heard it too. How do you eat an elephant? Right. One yeah. bite at a time. And, and if you focus on it daily and you're like, okay, I'm making money today. All right. I got to go make money the next day. It's not like, well, I made money on Monday. That's great. But money doesn't matter Tuesday. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, obviously, you know, since you partnered with us, we've been putting a lot of these financial controls in place. Right. And we look at it and for me, 
every single day when I see that, if I see my, my net profit that day, I'm like, how could I have made more? Right. So how, yeah. how can I, cause obviously you're, you're taking your, your gross profit minus your, your, your uh, overhead, your daily overhead, and then you get your net. Right. And every day I'm like, fuck, I got, I want, I want to make, I want to make 10,000. I want to make $20,000 in net today. How do I make $20,000 in net today? What do I got to do and put that in place? But if you're not watching that on the daily, all of a sudden you go one, two, three, you know, three weeks, four weeks, all of a sudden your end of the month P and L comes out and you're, you hit a 2% net, right? Because you weren't paying attention to it the entire time. For me, like now it's like, dude, every day I got to, I'm, I'm trying to get a minimum of $10,000 profit a day. Okay. That's my goal. I want $10,000 profit every fucking day. If I can make that happen every day, that's going to be $2.5 million at EBITDA next year or some shit like that. And I think it's, it's an easy attainable number. So now I'm like, okay, how, now I got to $10,000 a day, which we're at right now. I'm like, how do I get to 20? Right. And that's the only thing I look at before it was like, how do I get to fucking, how do I get to a hundred thousand dollar sales day? No. How do I get to a $20,000 profit day and when you start talking if you talk the opposite right most guys talk about their revenue let's talk about how much fucking profit you're gonna do this year right oh, yeah. like i want i want a 32 percent net off 12.5 fucking million in 2022 and i'm gonna fucking hit it because i'm gonna focus on it every fucking day and if they don't give me what i want and they're not putting out the shit i need to do and i'll go with the right fucking people that'll do it so i think that's the biggest thing like talking to you guys now it's like you guys are like dude if you ain't the right person you're fucking gone right so well, touch on that a little bit yeah, yeah. Well, on, on, on kind of on the with the, the daily reports thing, I think it's important for people that are sitting kind of in our shoes and our size is, you know, I used to think, man, I got so many other stuff to do. I don't need to be sitting here, you know, every morning trying to calculate my my GP and all stuff. And when you first text me with, you know, you said, hey, do this. And I, I even said, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get my controller. Uh, he'll send you that whatever. And you're like, no, 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 you got to You're gonna have to go get your pen and pencil and look at your actual materials and tell me what your actual yeah. GP is. And so, and I love, you know, at the time I'm like, oh man, Vic, you know, and, uh, but now it, it's like, it's my, my thing because I feel like I'm actually driving, you know, that day I'm really actually sitting here knowing, all right, is my numbers, here's my thing. And I feel like I'm actually, instead of blindfolded driving this company, I feel like I'm actually in the driver's seat, you know, with, with, you know, driving this Ferrari, you know, or whatever, I guess, whatever this is. And uh, I'm able to pump the gas. I'm able to immediately not just be like, Oh, a month later, we need to pump revenues, whatever. So, and so, kind of so something, oh, I'm sorry, Vic, but just kind of hitting on what you're saying though, is we did, we had a lot of guys and we, we realized and anyone who's in a small business realized this, that yeah, it's all about culture and it's all about taking care of you guys. But at the end of the day, it's your ship. Yeah, your it ship. is your ship. And yeah. either your guys are going to pick up an oar and, and row towards where you're going or they're an anchor and you got to cut it loose because that's what's holding you back. Yeah. And we've unfortunately, had, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's never easy to let people go. Right. Vic? We talked about that in your office and yeah. it sucks. Like it absolutely sucks. Like it's one of the it's worst hard. things about our job. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And we've had to. We can't, we had like an all teams meeting, all hands on deck meeting, and we made everybody make a commitment. I will commit to the process, the tune-up process. I will commit to putting my shirt, tucking my shirt in. I will show up every day. I will be professional. We made them, you know, and they signed it. And we had like what two people get up and leave that day, you know, and because they couldn't commit to it. But you didn't need those people, right? So I think that's one of the big things too, right? So obviously since we partnered, you guys have been, you guys have taken my, my process, right? And you guys have implemented that shit, like fucking hammered it down. And I can tell you right now, there's probably nobody else in that market that's doing what you guys do now. How has that made a difference in your business? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's the, the, the big parts is, is the understanding, you know, the, it's all about the presentation. It's all about, you know, being able to, and I, I think it's the, almost the, the best way to care for a customer is, you know, like you're coming in clean, you're coming in with, you know, your, your van looks good. It's just being very detail oriented. And then all the way up to, to putting down the format, you know, that's one thing that people are just like, whoa, you know, that, that no one, I mean, at least I haven't seen anyone around here doing formats or putting that stuff down <clears throat> and then being able to enter the home and, and, and practicing a certain process that, you know, we can set a standard, you know, your process was, Hey, this is our standard. And then now we're going to give each employee, no matter who you are, what your skill set is a process to achieve that standard daily. 
and uh, on that service call and being, um, you know, it's like, hey, let's go into um, the whole process. And of course, you know, that's what you you master in is that whole process of showing the customer, taking care, you know, and uh, really taking time. Before that, we were only taking 15, 20 minutes on a on a tune up. See, now we're actually able to really put value into what the customer is paying for. Well, and at the end of the day, the customer is getting, getting more out of it too. So like, you know, for me, a lot of guys are like, well, that process is this. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you got to understand there's a reason customers want to do business with us is because they have an expert. We do things the right way. We might not sell them today, but they're going to give us five-star reviews and we leave there. They're going to be coming. They're going to call us back. They're going to tell their friends how fucking badass that experience was. And and that's, and that's, I think that's the, the main thing. Like for me, it was always about like when I was running calls, like how do I get this customer to believe that there's no better company or better technician on the planet than what I am? And that's what I, that's what I try to make the process do. So it's just unpeeling the onions and helping these guys. And, you know, for you guys, you guys are going, you're in a market where no one else is doing it. And everyone thinks, oh, the doormats, oh, that's kind of corny or the white uniforms. Dude, it's because you're thinking about yourself. What does a consumer want? Like what, when you show up to the house, what if I, if I'm a consumer, I want a company to show up in a nice, nice wrap truck. I want them to show with, I want them to have iPads so they could have, uh, uh, freaking invoices i want them to be in nice uniforms i want them to put doormats down i want them to wear booties and everybody else is like oh, i'm not doing all that stuff and i'm like dude okay let us take your money then like that's all that's gonna happen like the g brothers are gonna fuck they're gonna fuck georgia up right this is gonna happen because no one else wants to put the effort and the time in day in day out not what not only watching the numbers but holding these guys accountable have you guys put your call by call manager in place yet we're hiring them right now that's the that's the biggest that is the number one thing that we are trying to, uh, to change uh, right now. And but look, can I just go back on the tune-up process real quick, just to yeah. kind of a shout out. We had a kid uh, six months ago. I went and recruited him from like a Jiffy Lube uh, place, right? And uh, I, but no, he was a good-looking kid. Like he was a hard worker. He was good with his hands. I was like, dude, what are you doing this for? You know, come do HVAC. He's like, I've never touched an HVAC system in my life. And uh, last week he calls me. Uh, he's been. He's uh, he looks great in uniform. He's been he's been in a training lab. He's been communicate. He's been everything. Ran his first one last week, and uh, he calls me and he's like, "Hey man, I got some news." And I was like, "Crap, he's gonna quit." Something you know. <laughs> I was like, "What happened?" And uh, he goes, "I just did my first turnover, and we sold the system uh, to a customer." And man, I was like jumping up and down. I said, "Hey, tell me about the call. What happened? What did you do?" He said, "I just followed the process." I, I did, you know, put format down. I asked to come in. I went to, therm- you know, they did the whole process. And it's not just about sales, but it's about, he's like, no, the customer, he's like, I found a relationship with a customer. He got a five-star review. We signed her up for a membership. She, she, she's now getting taken care of. And we were just like. And it ended I mean, a five-star review from her that was yeah. raving. And we used to have 15-minute calls. And now they're two yeah. And, and it's magic too, because when you can sell, you know, we sell 20,000, $25,000 systems and I'm getting five-star reviews after we sell the system, like when they're walking out the door. So, you know, it's just a level of, of expertise, a level of professionalism. And, that, and that's the main thing. And, and anybody that talks to me, that that's what my training's about. How do I bring a higher level of service and also drive revenue for my business? That Those are the two most important things. Your technicians and sales guys are the, are the lifeblood of your business. They're the ones that customers going to remember, right? And they're also be the ones that are they're making the deals that are going to be able to push your business forward. So, it, it's it's important. Yeah, I love seeing them. Win. Huh? Like that, it's so cool to see those guys win. Like somebody who was, you know, making you know barely nothing, you know, six months ago to look what he's doing now for his family and his future. And he's he's talk. We always talk about the why, and it's just man, it, it it's just awesome. It, I get I get so, a high. I mean, oh yeah. It's, it's a, well, like I got, I got three new guys that walked in my door in the last two weeks and I'm just like, dude, these guys are going to be absolute studs. You know, none of them done HVAC before they're going through training right now. And I'm like, dude, if I can get, if I just teach these guys this process, these guys are just going to crush it. And I think that's the power that it, that it gives you. Right. So now you have the training app and all this stuff and you can just say, Hey, you watch these fucking videos. If you start working here, this is the expectation. And it makes it super easy. Like my guys, I haven't really had them. They've been out doing ride alongs and at night they're watching the the app and they're like, yeah. dude, I, I feel like, I, like I can feel like I've run calls tomorrow. I'm like, you got to chill down a little bit. We got to get you get some other <laughs> stuff done. But yeah. I understand everybody gets excited until you all of a sudden, you, know, you guys know the feeling when you pull up to your very first call by yourself and you're like, yeah. oh, nobody's coming to help me. <laughs> I have to figure it out now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just getting that stuff down. So yeah. circle back around. 
end of 2020, where did you guys end up in like revenue wise in 2020? Uh, residential, what, about two million. Right yeah, we're, we're probably, and that, that was everything. About two point two million, I think, end of twenty twenty. I want to say, yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Well, no, let's see. Yeah, we're probably two point two million. I want to say, okay, yeah. So you're coming. with commercial. That was property managers. That was refrigeration. All the construction. We did everything. I mean, yeah. we were just doing anything. Yeah. So you guys, so you guys came off 2020 at two two point two million dollars. Where are you guys gonna end up at 2021? Uh, five million. About five million. Holy yep. shit! And most of that's gonna be. What would you say the split right now is on residential to uh, commercial? Almost hundred percent. Almost hundred percent. So you took a business last year where you're doing everything you could think of for at 2.2 million. And now this year you're at $5 million just on residential replacement. What's that done to your bottom line in the business? Uh, yeah. The exact numbers we went from, I mean, literally we added probably about 4 million just going off of it real quick. You know, I know a lot of you guys watching, it's very nerve wracking to let, you just got to focus on what you want to do and just do it really well. Mm -hmm. um, it was very, very nerve wracking. We were very, very scared. We were, I mean, you're letting some accounts, all that kind of stuff go. Uh, so we added about $4 million of residential onto, onto our bottom line and uh, we're making profits. Uh, we're hitting, you know, <laughs> uh, we're working towards that 20% net, that EBITDA, you know, that's because along with that is we weren't as efficient. We, you know, our we, overhead actually went down. Our overhead went down. So there's a lot of things that, we uh, yeah. we can do better on next year. So our goal for next year is, you know, we want to be in that one point five million dollar <laughs> EBITDA range. That's where we're that's what we're shooting for next year. We don't even talk about the revenue revenue for next year. We're just we're like, what's our every year? It's what's our EBITDA goal. So, so and, and it's powerful, right? And it's powerful when you when you when you flip that around because you know you could be you could do sixty million dollars and make no money. And then I've seen yeah. companies do it. I've seen a company in Dallas do that. Six literally sixty million dollars and made no money. But if they would have said, hey, look, this year I want to do – I only want to make $3 million, I bet you they would have made $3 million. It's kind of what like what you focus on grows. And a lot of entrepreneurs were so – myself included, right? I was just looking at top-line number. I want to get to $20 million. I want to get to $30 million. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the point? The point is to make fucking money and then also have a business that people want to work at. So like I, I've laid off 60 fucking people. We're doing almost the same amount of revenue now. But I'm doing way less people, no overhead, no stress. Like people aren't freaking out because we we wrote out our processes, and this is very important. And, and this is you know I saw I made a post yesterday about you know offering standard operating procedures. Like we will write your standard operating procedures for you. I can't implement shit for you, but I can I can write it for you and give yeah. you at least get an idea of what you guys are supposed to be doing within your yeah. business. Because once you guys really analyze your business or analyze <laughs> what everybody does, you'll realize that a lot of positions actually overlap, and there should be no overlap in positions inside of a business. Yeah. And when you find that. You say, okay, well, how do I how do I remove that overlap? And if I remove that overlap, do I need that person? And once you once you guys get that down to a science, and you could be as efficient as possible. Then the sky's the limit, right? I think that you guys could probably do a bigger net, you know, if we just raise those prices a little bit, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, Georgia, it's Georgia prices. <laughs> and we, hey, I, <laughs> we've uh, you know something you know going on that the first the day after we partnered with you guys, uh, which by the way is a whole story in itself, but. You know, uh, <laughs> so you, you know, you could you could tell the story. Uh, well, anybody out there? So we've never met these guys in person, nothing, and at you know, point, yeah. at this point, and we go through a Zoom, a Zoom call, and we were just like, you know, me and my. If, if you've ever met me and my brother, we're just, uh, we just we're just like, let's just go. I mean, what do we got to lose? Let's let's do it, you know. And I think within the day, we had the paperwork signed. Next day, we're implementing and making changes well, I mean, well you know we got we jumped on a call right and i still remember and in, in, you know bill pulte's our, our other partner he's a he's the fourth he's the uh, fourth leg in this thing and we you know we get off the phone and, and bill's telling me he's like dude this is a new construction company and yeah, i don't want to like we're, he's like i don't know if we really want to do with it they're in gainesville they're not in atlanta i said dude these guys are fucking studs like i like i want like i feel like just like i'm like i guarantee if we get we make it we make a deal with these guys we're gonna we're gonna just crush it right and i still bill's like man nah, i don't know it's georgia it's, it's gainesville i'm like shut, shut, let's let's just make a deal so we we, we made the deal and you know it's you know we've never met in person, and they made they made fun of us when we were in Vegas. You're like, oh, you guys, you guys are on private jets, and we're over here fucking <laughs> beating on Zoom. <laughs> and, uh, 
but we, we made the deal and I knew right away. I said, I said, this, this is going to be a, there's going to be some real substance behind this. And, and I talked to, I talked to like, I, I, I have a guy I'm talking to in, in, in another, in another state right now that we really tried to get into. And I said, dude, I said, honestly, I said, you should be paying me to partner. I, I shouldn't even fuck be paying you. Okay. It's Cause we're going to come in. We're going to do the, the stuff that we're going to be able to do for your business and help you grow it is, is something you're not going to be able to get anywhere else, period. And the opportunity, the opportunity, it's like, you know, you can either, you can have a hundred percent of a fucking pile of shit, or you can have your percentage of, of a golden goose. And that's kind of like what I, what I tell these guys that it's like, it's so hard for entrepreneurs to like, they want full control of everything. Dude, I wish I would have had this opportunity when I first started. Someone would have said, hey, dude, I'm going to come and tell you exactly how to run your business. I want to bring in uh, the right marketing, the right everything, right? I'm going to be able to bring all this stuff in and help your business. I'd be like, dude, let's do it, right? But a lot of guys, they just don't get it. They want to keep hammering away on their own forever. And all of a sudden, they keep waking up every fucking year and they make no money. They think that this thing's going to be worth something and they can't even take it to market, you know? Yeah. I'll tell you, anybody who you've talked to, I kind of tell them this and you know, and, and Victor, you know, you always, it's like, you always send the guys to come talk to me. I don't know why, but it's like, Hey, go talk to this guy. <laughs> and, uh, but I tell him, I was like, you know, you know, if Tom Brady needs a coach, he still has to watch film. He still has to prep. You know, he played a terrible game last week. I mean, if he still makes mistakes, like he's Tom Brady, you know, he's the goat, or, you know, whatever, whatever you, whether you root for him or not, you can't deny what he's done. Yeah. If he needs yeah. a coach, you think you're better than Tom Brady? You think we do? We think we're, we're we know we're not. You know we're we're very self-aware operators. We know we're not the best at everything, and that's why we partner with people who are better than us. And look what it's done for us. And going back to what you're saying though is like I remember the first day, and Bill's like, okay, here's uh here's like 40 checklists that you need to have all your guys in all the different positions doing. <laughs> and uh, and then like the first day you were like talking to my brother, you're like, okay, Jake, here's your marketing guy, here's your graphic guy, here's this, here's your Google guy, here's your Whole this. Squad, yeah. And I remember us just looking at each other and just like, what do we do? <laughs> All right. Well, you know, not sleeping for the next week, but here we go. And uh, yeah, you it's know, awesome, it, that's, no, that's it's been awesome. Thing. And that, that business, your business is going, it's going to be the biggest one at some point. I don't see there's, I don't see anybody that's going to be able to compete with you with the service, with the leaders. You guys are, you guys are fantastic leaders. You guys are, you guys got a lot of stuff in that's going in good direction. I don't see why in three years from now, that business doesn't sell for 80 to a hundred million dollars. Okay. If we could, if we could continue down the path that we're going now, we can continue, you know, hammering what needs to be done and and doing some recruiting like i've been talking and, and getting the, going into that upper upper atlanta market right We're, there's no reason why this can't the g brothers omg is going to be the biggest company in the south right and i think that that's a possibility you know based on the stuff that you guys are doing that's our goal and it takes just you know anybody that's out there that can listen and like i said anybody can hit me up for anything i'm, I'm an open book and I, I love to help people and and tell them you know what not to do and try to save them some heartache, but, you know, it's about just, you know, getting up every day and just knowing your why and like, what makes you get out of bed? Why am I putting my shoes? Cause I, you know, Vic, how many times, you know, it's like, man, I'm done. I'm quitting. Like I'm, I'm, I'm out of this. You, I mean, you know, you, you really do like, yeah. you just got to keep going and you got to keep executing and you got to do it for your guys and you got to have that goal in mind, you know? So, yeah. And one of the things, you know, and, and like I said, I can say going back, like, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of writing my book right now. And one of the things like once people actually read it and see the what really went on, went on behind the scenes of like the last three years of my life, they're like, dude, how the fuck I would have fucking quit, dude. Like I would like there were so many days where, you know, I should have just fucking quit. I should have thrown in the towel. I just, you know, it's just it, it's a lot right trying to run and grow a business and grow it rapidly. And I had no fucking direction. I was like a goddamn bull in a china shop. dude. I was like doing whatever. Like this is working. That's working throw money at that do that that and if someone would have just said hey big this is the fucking plan just follow this plan i i guarantee you my business right now would already have would be worth fucking 80 million dollars right now if i would have had the game plan i have now i would have already been hitting fucking four or five million dollars six million dollar ebitda if i knew what i knew now so yeah. so i'm like okay so now I can go, I can go give these guys a blueprint. I give them a runway. Exactly. Hey, go follow this path and you can go make money. And yeah. it's the guys that are saying, okay, let's just fucking do it. Those guys are the ones that at the end, at the end of the day, they're making money, but it's like the same thing, right? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And so I can give someone else. I can give, I give you guys the blueprint. You guys fucking execute. I give Joe Schmo an, uh, the blueprint. And he fucking, he fumbles the bag. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, it's one of those things. And I think that's the biggest thing for me and Bill, when we're looking at partners, we, I care about the person more than anything. I did your guys' PI test, right? I, I know what your guys' PI says. Your PI says like, you guys are going to be fucking good operators, right? 
And there's some guys I can take their PI test, you know, right away they're going to suck. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The, uh, you know, going on that is, I think something that, you know, I can say about my brother, you know, my brother, he's just not an excuse maker. You know, we're, we're just, you just, you can't be an excuse maker. You know, like you can't, uh, you said like, oh, we go and execute, we do this and that, you know, and we kind of look at you and it's not, it's, it's not easy. Anybody who's listening, like this stuff's not easy. It's not like, oh, here's a roadmap. And you're just like, oh, oh, of course. Like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just do that. And everything's going to be fixed well, you know, the other like, thing is like how powerful it is to, to know your numbers, right? Like, and I think that was one of the big things I've always done in business is I pawned everything off to everybody else. And the day that I said, I'm not fucking pawning it off anymore. <laughs> I, all of a sudden I started looking at it and I said, what the fuck is going on here? Like that ain't fucking right. Right. Yeah. And, and once I started realizing that and I started seeing like, we're spending that for that. Fuck that. We're cutting that. We're like, once I literally stay like before it was like, Oh, I would just asked my, my accountant. like, Oh, what are we? I had no idea who we owed fucking money to, who we were paying to, what we were paying for any of it. And now I'm like, dude, uh uh-oh, like why, why are we paying that much for a fucking run capacitor? Right? Like why is those, why are those wire nuts fucking 350 and not fucking 250? Right. And you start looking at shit like that and you're like, all of a sudden you could really control it. Right. You know, the the big thing is a lot of, a lot of people, and I did this, I, I like everything that we're talking about. Like, I'm not some, I, I don't, I'm not a know-it-all. I don't, I'm not some Matt and nothing. It's, you know, uh, it's all from mistake and error. And I made that, I made that mistake of, I know what we do is, is when you, when you get into the operation mode, when you go that one to 3 million or, you're, you know, whatever, you're like the general manager, the owner, the operator, you're doing everything. You're like the salesman and all that kind of stuff. We always made this mistake. It's like, okay, if I can just hire somebody to take this off of me, I know my business is going to take off. I'll, I'll just put all this on them and I'll take off. And then you hire that person and you don't train them. You don't set an expectation. You don't give them a job duties. They have no idea what they're doing. A checklist. There's no checklist. There's no accountability. And then you just end up getting really pissed off at them and having mm-hmm. to do their job too. And then it just weighs you down. And I didn't realize until this past year, the difference in hiring people to hold a system accountable but we had to design the system. So we had to get in and get into our warehouse. We had to get in and get into our cells. We had to get in and get into our install. And like, what are we doing wrong? We had to go run the call. We had to go figure out. And like, so we started designing systems and processes. And then we just started writing them down. And one of the things too is I challenge anybody. If you, you got all these headaches and stuff, like get a, get a yellow legal pad. I know it's old school. Write down all the stuff that you think's wrong. And then write down what you want it to look like. And then the middle part, that's the process. Design that process, start implementing it, and then you go find the person and you hold them accountable to it. And until we learned that, we were hiring all the wrong people. Like you said, we had, we were all like, you know, my brother, I was like, yeah, we got 50 people and we're doing all this. And dude, how many have you guys ever walked into your business when you did have those 50 people, right? And you walked in and there was always that one guy that you didn't even want to fucking talk to. You guys ever have that guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, and you keep them around. You don't. You don't even feel comfortable walking into your own business around that dude. You ever like that was that was a weird thing to me. I got to the point where I had so much animosity towards some of these people, and I kept them because I, I just felt like I gave them the job. I don't want to fail them. I felt like a failure every time I had to let someone go. But I got to a point where I didn't even want to go to work anymore. I fucking hated it there. I fucking hated the people. I didn't want to do any of it. And and once I once I realized I'm like, dude, the second you have that thought in your head, like you gotta fucking boom, you gotta take that shit out back and get be done with it, right? Yeah. So like now, like if if I if it's someone like if I, you've got to remember, like this is your business, this is your baby, and if they're they're either gonna be on with you or they or they're against you, and you got to make sure that you guys you know that if anybody that's in there with you is who you want to be around, you you enjoy being around them, you enjoy growing with them, because otherwise you're just gonna keep fuck you end up hating your business after after a while. Exactly. You got to surround yourself with winners. Um, and that if you're going to have a championship mentality, like you don't win a national championship, you don't win a Super Bowl with people who don't want to win. Yeah. You know, you, you got to have everybody's been in something too. We've really been big about now and, and partner with you and everything is you got to be bought in. You yeah. got to be all in. And I'm, that doesn't just mean like, Oh, I'm here to make money. Yes. We're going to make money. It's I'm talking about no trash on your dashboard. When you show up to a house, I'm talking about, Keep putting cones clean. outside and, and seeing where you park and, you know, don't take that tool bag up to the front. I better not see you have that tool. You know, I, the things that we want, I'm talking about the whole thing, you know, like, yeah. and in the girls in the office, <laughs> like, Hey, if we're going to be mad at the guys about their vans being unclean, your desk, your desk looks terrible. So 
yep. it's a standard and a process that yep. we had to buy into. Well, so I, you know, I just got back. I was out in Utah and I was visiting. I was visiting my my company out there, and I ended up going to Any Hour Services, which is a fantastic yep. business that ran very well. Uh, they're probably the best ran organization in the country, right? And to see just the culture they had built and how they do things and, and the reason why they do things and, and the positivity and, and everybody's all literally that whole business, 300 and something people are all rowing in the same direction. They all bought the Kool-Aid, they bought in with the Kool-Aid. And if they don't buy in with the Kool-Aid, they got to go. And, yeah. and everyone's like, Oh, that's kind of like a cult. Like, no, it's, this is a money cult. Yeah, we are a cult where <laughs> we make money here and that's what we do. Uh, and if you guys aren't in going in that direction, you guys aren't following what needs to be done. We're not, and you're not, you're not part of what's going to make us money. You can't be part of the train. And I think that if you guys set that precedent from the beginning, cause it's hard, it's hard to, you know, if you've let things go for so long, it's hard to all of a sudden be like, no, we're doing it this way. Right. And you have to make sure that if you do make that decision, that it, that's the decision. This is how we do business now, and you cannot waver one bit on it. If you waver yeah. one inch on it, you give them an inch, they're gonna they're gonna completely revolt against it. So I think that's the biggest thing I've seen with you guys is that you implement it, and there ain't no bullshit. Like you either in or you're out. And that's I think. Exactly. How do you think that's that's kind of affected your business? The one oh, hit on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's well. The whole the whole idea of you know we always heard. You know, people say, oh, you got to have processes, you got to have systems, you got to have systems and stuff. And but once we kind of really grasp the idea of like, you know, it's like a McDonald's, you know, you got to make where your product tastes the same, you know, regardless if you're in California, if you're in Georgia, it's got to be a process. And the only way to make a process, is as stupid as it sounds, you got to set a standard. And so you say, hey, this is the standard of what this product's going to look like, what are what we're going to deliver. And then, then you have to give them a process to get to that standard daily. And that, that's kind of what I touched on earlier, but that comes with checklists and all stuff. But so once you get there, then you're able to, um, I mean, it just, it blows away, you know, the competition. And, and so it's like, then you start seeing the five-star reviews every single time you have guys go out there because you're controlling your product. See, a lot of times before we were just like, I hope they're doing these things when, I, when they go out there. I hope they're being yeah. nice. I hope they're. Well, that, and that, well, that's that's when you that's like, you know, we would circle back to the call by call manager. Right. And, and you guys saw how we how we operated in my business like that guy. So you want to. So as a as a business owner, I want to be able to go to somebody and blame them. If we're not getting Google reviews, if we're not selling, we're not doing any of this stuff. It's because of that guy. Right. That, that call by call manager is that is that is that guy that's going to decide how we're going to do. And I think once you guys get that implemented and then we obviously add a couple yep. more guys and scale this thing, I mean, I think it's, it's going to be nuts, but the call by, if you guys don't have a call by call manager in your business, you're messing up. This guy, he's, he's a motivator. He motivates my guys on the way to the calls. He gets them excited. Hey, look at, you might be on a one-year-old, but we haven't sold them an air scrubber. We haven't sold them ducting. We haven't sold them insulation. So he's motivating. Then when they get there, they're, they're helping that tech assess opportunities, right? The tech calls them or texts them, Hey, look, I'm here. This is what I found. Okay, cool. Check this, this, and this. That's, he sets the, uh, he sets the expectations or what they can do. And then he also helps them if they're not good communicators. So it allows you as a business to grow because you're, you might be able to bring in more text, but they takes a little while to become a good communicator. So you could have yeah. him get on the phone, communicate the repairs or communicate the replacement or set the turnover. Right. Yeah. So that's, uh, so, that's something we're, we're an open book and, and we'll never pretend like we're perfect at everything. Like you see our numbers, you know, you know, like our service, that's where we hurt. We're hurting in our service tickets. We're doing really good at, you know, we got that uh, about a 22% turnover, right? Uh, about We're trying to get it to one in every four calls, but we got about one in every five right now on our turnover. And, uh, you know, we got that 75% that we're just, we're missing. And and I'm honest and open about that. And uh, that's where that person's going to come in because we've actually designed everything. We've got everything, the, the checklist, we've got the jobs, we got everything designed and we're going to start running it like a football game. Yeah. We call it a pregame. He's going to check in, get your mind right, you know, halftime. We're going to make adjustments, open up the turnover, talk to the customer. And we got a post game where you're going to debrief before you get the next call and say, hey, what could you have done better? What did we do great? And then it's all about training and watching film, right? So that's where we built the training lab. We have our own training lab now, and it's it's been explosive being able to put people on hands, put hands on stuff and, and, and going over it's just touching every little piece, right? We're just got to, we got to make sure we're flipping over every stone. We got, cause there's money under every stone, right? And we got to figure out how do we squeeze, how do we squeeze as much money out of this thing as, as humanly possible. And the way you do that is putting these processes in place, right? And, and this is like, 
now like I don't have to be in my business at all. Like I don't have to go to work anymore. I don't have to do anything. I know my guys are going to do their job. I know they're motivated. I know I got a guy that's watching this, a girl that's watching this. Right. And, and I think that's when you get to that point and all of a sudden it becomes just a money printer. Right. And you also, you stop hating your business. You start loving your business because it's printing you money all the time. That's, that's what, that's what's on the other side of putting processes in place. That's what's on the other side of having standard operating procedures is, is freedom the ability to go do what you need to do and the ability to make money and generational wealth for your family. Yeah. I think uh, something too, though, like, you know, guys who are in the early stages, don't get it confused with, we didn't build the processes so we can walk away from our business just so that we can go be on the golf course all day. You know, like, no, it, it, I think a lot. And I think, hear me when I say this, it's like, I don't have to be there. I'm fucking there. Yeah. That, <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, it's like, you know, why, you know, you ask a lot of guys like, man, I, I want to grow my business. Okay. Why, why do you want to grow your business? They're like, I want the freedom to be able to do whatever I want to do. Okay. That's great. But what do you mean by that? It's like, if you're growing this thing just so that you can just like go on the golf course all day and you hope nothing goes wrong, you're not going to get the massive, you're going to, you're going to get the massive growth and the massive, massive scale and to be able to sell for 80, hundred million dollars. It's not going to happen. I, you just, you're just not going to, it's just, we do these things so that we can scale the business and then we focus on growing the business and pushing it. Cause just like the other day, Vic, remember we got on the phone call and uh, like, we had like this killer sales day and we called each other like, Hey man, what are you, you trying to, you trying to mimic some of my sales chance or whatever. I was like, dude, man, I, I had to, we had like a, a crappy sales week and then we just brought everybody in house and we were just like, look, like what is going on? Like what, you know, like what's your why? Like you think you say you want to buy a house, is that just going to happen? tomorrow just automatically no you you're acting like you just want to go chill on the weekend that's your, that's what you're acting like and man they turn it around and build it. so you yeah. still have to be you know. you're you're the driver right you're the leader there no matter what even if you're if you, you might not be there you might not think about it but they they do right they're like okay where's the boss right and and it's you know it's it's tedious it's a tiring job and, and it's but the thing is we have to look at it with an end game right like yeah we, we want to take, we want to grow G and we want to grow it and make it a big platform company, right? We think that it right. can be, I think, it, I think it's going to be, there's great opportunity there, right? So we have an end game. So are you willing to work hard as fuck for three years? Would you give up, would you work hard as fuck for three years to be able to have whatever you've ever fucking wanted in your entire life after three years? Like, would you, would you be willing to do that? And some people, they are not willing to do that. They aren't willing to give up the things they, they want now for a look for 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 a great success later right and i think that i think that's one thing i noticed with you guys are like dude, you're like i don't give a fuck like i'll i'll go to work seven days a week right now because you know that if you put the work in the time and the effort and you build this thing up there's going to be a prize at the end of it it's not going to be and i think you know talking to you guys you're the same way as me is you want to take care of your employees too and i think that's one of the, the things that that really generated you know you know made me really like you guys like even in the first conversation you're like but i want to build a badass place for my employees right so i want to put the employees i want to make sure they're taken care of but i also want to start making some fucking money <laughs> like yeah. you're like i want to make some money like this yeah. is cool but i like making money way better exactly you know i always tell people what we do is hard it's very very tough it's a tough job you know it's it is hard to go to somebody's house and do this process and and you know because either their air condition is broke or their heat's broke or they're upset about something. And, and it's hard to install units. It's not an easy job. So let's get paid for it. But what were you going to say? So one of the things like that I see a lot is, um, you know, going through um, with the recession that you kind of gained from this, from the company, whenever you make like the, the cuts of cutting out all your commercial, cutting out all your, um, you know, committing to this process and having to go people that's tough. But once you get to that product that you love the company, you come obsessed with it. And it's like all you think about. It's all you want to do. It's all you want. And, you know, your friends start calling you like, dude, man, I haven't seen you in like a year. Where have you been? And it's like, dude, I just I'm sorry. I just been obsessed with this with this thing. And uh, so it's, it's amazing how going from something that you just kind of uh, have to go to to something that you really want to be in. And that's that's powerful because it's not that I have to be here. You know, we're building a process that we can, you know, probably step away if we wanted to, but I just want to be here. And that's that's, that's, we, a, that's a whole different game. Well, that's one well, we yeah. you know, well we now, said, but now you guys, well, now you guys have a business you're proud of, right? Like you guys, oh, I can yeah. see it in your guys' eyes. Like you're like, I, I, I think that over the next couple of years, this is going to play out to where you guys are known as some of the best operators in the country. And I think it, it's going to, you're going to have to keep learning. You're going to have to keep doing things, but 
eventually you're going to start getting that respect because you guys put in the effort day in, day out to get better. Right. And eventually there's, a, there's an inflection point where, Hey, now all of a sudden I know, I know a fuck ton more than everybody else. And I'm going to be able to go help those other guys too and, and help them come along. And I think that's, I think that's what's in your guys' future. I think you guys have the potential to become the best, some of the best operators in the country because you, you've, you've burnt the fucking ship. Like this is what we do here. We're going to go drive this thing. So we, we also got something exciting right there, which is that new, new brand. So Dan Antonelli went and did the rebrand. Can you kind of walk through that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this has been a year process. Well, I guess probably seven month process probably from the get go. But we knew that uh, our old, you know, it's one of those things where we knew that we're, we're killing off the, not killing off, but we're, we're moving from the, our commercial division and we're getting out of all that and going full residential. And it, it's almost like we needed a uh, rebirth. You know, we needed something that signaled that we could all kind of get behind a, a change. Like, you know, when you can visually see a change. That's when people like it's when the company understands, the employees understand, hey, we're this is a different standard. This is a different uh, look. And so one of the things we did uh, was we contacted Dan Antonelli, who's, I mean, the goat of uh, rebranding and, and standing out in your market. Huge shout out to Kick Charge, man. Yeah, Kick Charge is bomb. Uh, you know, I think I think I got like five five of their companies now. <laughs> I think I got five Kick Charge. <laughs> I, got, I got Hero. I got Absolute. I got G. All these other ones. Yeah, like, I, yeah. you know, it's it's. The companies that that invest in, in Dan and invest in, in that brand, it's just it's just night and day difference. Like you can say yeah. what you want, your brand fucking sucks if Dan didn't do it. And it's just the end of the yeah. day. And you know, Dan's a good friend of mine, and you know, you know, obviously I've helped his business grow tremendously. He's helped my businesses grow tremendously. You know, obviously he does. He designed the Hero logo. He designed Absolute. He's designed you know a bunch of stuff yeah. for me. But that guy, you know, I talked to. Him, I was sitting at dinner with him one night, and I was like, dude, you are you're like the Van Gogh of fucking of this. Like there's no one that's going to come in and get it. There's no one that's going to come in and be better than you. Right. So when yeah. you sit in a room with someone that you know is the absolute best at what he does, it's kind of cool. And Dan is the, he's Dan will tell you how it is, but he's one of the nicest guys too. He's a nice guy to work with. He, he genuinely wants you to win. And it, it's pretty cool. So shout out to Dan. If you're watching this or listening, man, you are the goat. Yeah. We are. Uh, the rebrand was kind of going off. What we just talked about is the old system was dead. Yeah. The the, the, the culture of no accountability, the culture of not implementing, the culture of yeah. not tucking your shirt, everything was associated to that logo. If you really think about it, the, the not knowing our numbers, not worrying about daily EBITDA, not going out there and pushing the guys and not doing the process. That's all associated with that logo. So we were yeah. like, hey, you want to burn the ship? Burned we burned all the logo. We burned the, you know, burned spent, the T-shirts. We, we made way you know, too much. Like, you know, we spent so much money rebranding, rewrapping everything. Every fucking like every cup, everything's got the new logo. It's everywhere. So, so you guys did it like me. So like you know, Dan normally somebody does a rebrand, they'll do like one or two trucks, and I'm like, dude. When I got my new logo, I was like, I fucking hate that one. That one's dead. We're done. Like I was, I spent a hundred thousand dollars like in a minute just That's getting right. rebranded. Yeah. Not hundred thousand quick. I mean, all my signage, everything was done. I'm like, people would yeah. they wore an old absolute airflow hat. I'd make them throw it away. Here's a new one. This is what we wear here now. Yeah. Well, so, what's funny yeah. is we just ordered a whole bunch of floor mats with the old logo on it. Mm -hmm. They just came in, and, and like, we got this one. We put them in a box. We just put them on the <laughs> shelf. We didn't even give them out. You know. Mm -hmm. So like, we we went. It's all over the place, and that goes back into it, man. When you when you focus in, and you're actually making money. And you're doing this, you come obsessed with it, but you, I love my brand. Yeah, you want to wear no it. No offense to Absolute Airfo, but I think I got a better brand. I love, <laughs> I love my brand. I love what we do. You know? <laughs> uh, yes. uh, but I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, but I just, I love it. And it's a difference coming into work every day of going, we're winners. This is champions. I'm, I'm partnered with champions. They got my back. That's a huge thing, too. Hats off to you and Bill. Like, just literally someone having your back that has been yeah. through it and knows what to do that I can text yeah. and call and say, Hey man, look, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Like, mm -hmm. what can I do? And anybody who partners with you guys, the more honest, you can't BS these guys. Don't, don't come yeah. in here and try to you can lie to them and BS them. And they're, they're, it all it's comes not, out. <laughs> it all comes it's out. Just, but is it not true? Like the more honest we are with you, the more we've just like it's stuff. Yeah. Well, the the other thing is the more the more engaged you are in the in wanting to grow your business, the more engaged that I become. Like I get excited, you know. We when we talk to when we talk to you guys, like we get excited because you genuinely want to grow, you want help, right? And you're like and you'll eat it up. Like if I go tell somebody something and they fucking don't implement it, dude, it's just like 
next time they come ask me for something like why are you coming to ask me you ain't gonna do shit anyways yeah. like i don't i don't i don't want to waste you know i like you but i don't like wasting my time and you're wasting my time if you take you, you take advice and you don't even fucking implement it yeah. and there's there's some guys that you know that's Every time I tell them, like, and there's, I got partners, and I'm like, I told you what to fucking do already a month ago, and you haven't fucking done it. So don't come asking me for some more shit because I ain't gonna help you. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how I am. I'm very blunt with it, and and it's that's how you have to be. But as soon as you show me that you give a shit and you want to do it, then I'm like, okay, let's go, let's do some more shit, let's do some more shit. Yeah. And I think that I think that's been the biggest thing with you guys is that you guys just whatever I feed you, you're you're like, okay, hey, Vic, I implemented it last week. Hey, guess what? We we moved up. We fucking made three more sales because of it this week. And that's, I think that's a big thing. So going forward, plans for 2022, um, where you guys, where you guys think you guys are going to be doing this year? What's, what's your goal for 2022? Yeah. Um, you know, our goal, you know, we'd like to hit is that 1.5 uh, million EBITDA. Um, and that's where we're, you know, we're driving. So whatever, whatever we have to do to make that, you know, that's our, that's our goal. Um, we're wanting to uh, we want to get to ten techs. Um, we want to get to six install crews. So those are kind of the hard numbers of that. Uh, we also want to um, build out our call center to be a beast um, of, a, of a you know just a customer service centric uh, that just kind of just does whatever it takes kind of mentality. And then also building out our call to call manager, which we should have here very soon. Um, and then uh, and just kind of building on the success of we made, you know, we, we learned so much in just in the last year. I'm, I'm ready to get that all on a full year. That's going to be awesome. Um, but I think as far as goals and, and then also we're moving to, uh, to Sarah. Um, so that's a plug for that. But, uh, we are moving to Sarah and we're launching here pretty soon. I, Billy, uh, Billy Stevens is the, is the goat of, uh, the man. <laughs> whatever Dude, you, know. you know and, and a lot of people are they're on the fence about Sarah and stuff. And I think you guys, you guys came out to my shop and got to see it and stuff. And it's like, dude, I'm going to run with six office staff at twelve and a half million dollars because the software does a lot of the work. And I don't have, I don't have all the, I'm not paying all this extra money or or have paying all these extra people to try to find out where my fucking numbers are to make sure my number, it's right. My numbers are right. Focus on the thing that matters. I got the predictive dispatch. I got all this stuff, and and my cost is way way down. So. Uh, shout out to Billy, um, you know, and, you know, I'm grateful to be a partner in that too. And that's, that's been a, it's been a great experience with that. I think that next year going into next year, we're going to start surpassing. We're starting to take some of the big boys uh, with Sarah. Yeah. We're going to take some of the big companies and people are going to kind of understand that what we're about. Yeah. So anyways, guys, I, I'm blessed to have you guys on. This is the last episode of the year. Uh, 2021 has been the best craziest fucking most wild year of my life i can't wait to tell yeah. you guys in my book like i'm like dude if you guys send this shit you're like what the fuck and that's that's what i'm excited to bring out and like i said it's been it's been a great year for me and my family for my business uh and i'm grateful for all my partners out there everybody that we partner with everybody that's you know that's supported me uh people that have come out to my events people that have come out to my training that have bought my app all that stuff, like it means a lot to me. I put a, I put a lot out there, and I try to, I, I try to help as many people as I can. And I'm just grateful for you guys. Uh, if you guys don't have the Hero app, you're going to be missing out on a lot of content. So that's the only place I'm posting any of my content going forward. So I'm going to be posting videos in there every day, uh, pictures, uh, all kinds of training, sales training stuff that I'm going to just take videos and, and put it out there. That's the only place you're going to get it going forward. Uh, so if you haven't got the Hero app, go ahead and go to call or go to serviceheroacademy.com and sign up for that. Uh, also, if you guys want some podcast beanies, uh, go ahead and invite 10 people to the home service heroes group and I'll send you out a podcast beanie. I'll send it out by the end of the week. Uh, we're, we're groups about to get to 3,100 people. So we're pretty excited about that. Got some brand new beanies for you. Um, anything else you guys want to say, uh, before you guys jump off? Yeah. So I uh, just want to thank you for inviting us on this podcast and giving this platform. Uh, you know, if anybody wants to reach out to us, you can always reach out to us. Um, I'm, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, it's like closing out a ceremony. It's like, Thankful for everything, man. I'm, I'm thankful for for our employees. Uh, I love those guys, uh, guys like Ben Perez, all those guys. If they're watching, uh, I love you guys. Uh, mom, dad, <laughs> dad can do without you. But uh, and, yeah, just, uh, just uh, thankful to God for for giving us opportunity to do yeah, this just, stuff. So. Anybody wants to hit up on Facebook, <laughs> anything? We are an open book. We don't have all the answers. We're here to help you. Uh, but thanks to all my employees, uh, Hayden Wiggins, uh, Ben okay. Perez, our entire team are just. They're just awesome. Well. And we love you guys. And we and Victor, Bill. Yeah. Seriously from the bottom of my hearts, man. Thank yeah. you for thank you for real. Yeah. Awesome.
I mean, dude, it's it's wild wrapping it up, man. Like, if you if you guys have employees out there, it's the end of the year. Make sure you guys love on them. Make sure you guys get them some damn bonuses. You know, I'm, I'm kicking out some bonuses on my team today. Just remember, you can't. You are without your employees, you're nothing, right? And without 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 them, you know, obviously without them, you don't have a business. So make sure you guys are taking care of the, of your employees. Uh, shout out to anybody that end of the year. If you guys saw, I have my Hero Tech Pass. It's four thousand nine ninety five. That's it for unlimited. You can send as many texts as you want this year to come out to training in California, which is fucking retarded. I shouldn't even do it at that price. But that ends on that ends tomorrow. That ends on well, ends on Christmas. So if you guys don't buy the tech pass, you're missing out on that. It's going to go up to nine thousand nine ninety five on January or, or December twenty sixth. Uh, also, if you guys are looking to get any standard operating procedures in place, Michelle is a badass. She'll be able to go analyze your entire business, figure out your workflow, and then write out all your SOPs for you to make sure that you and your business are ready to crush it in 2022. Uh, also, if you guys are interested in getting marketing done, if you guys are listening to the Hero Podcast, uh, you guys need, you're looking for digital marketing, uh, Google PPC, Facebook ads, website builds, uh, whatever you're looking for, uh, it's 10% off as long as you mention that you were listening to the Hero Podcast. Other than that, I uh, love you guys. Happy year. I 2022. I'm going to fuck shit up. You guys are going to fuck shit up. So I'm pretty excited. And, hey, hey, straight up. This is going to be my fuck you year because y'all going to fucking see what's up this year. I'll tell you right now, everybody listening. Y'all were talking shit. I'm about to shut fuck some shit up this year. And I ain't get nobody going to fucking stop me either. Our, and we're, by the way, we are announcing our event uh, October 20th uh, through 22nd. It's going to be at the Virgin Hotel back in Las Vegas. <laughs> Uh, we're doing a thousand, only a thousand tickets. Tickets are going to go on sale on Monday. Uh, they are going to sell out fast. I already have Bradley's going to be there headlining with me. Uh, I got uh, uh, who, the, who the heck is it? Uh, Sean Wallen with uh, Lions Not Sheep. I got um, what the hell is the other guy, Mike? Uh, we're, we're looking at Eric Thomas. We also got Ellen Rohr. We got Dan Antonelli, Tommy Mello, Ishmael. We're going to have a badass lineup. The parties are going to be bigger. It's going to be fucking lit. So get your tickets to uh, to the event for a hero event next year. It is the event of the home service industry, period, going forward. None of y'all can fuck with me. I throw the best parties. We're going to have a good time. And 2022 is going to be a bad motherfucker. Anyways, <laughs> love you guys. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Hero Podcast. And I cannot wait to see uh, what happens with the G Brothers and, and everybody else out there. Just figure out your process, implement that shit, and let's crush it. Have a good guy. Have a good day, guys. See you, man. Right. See you, Vic. Later.